What up, everybody? It's session canceled. We're back again. So the machine spirits have murdered Sam. He's no excuse longer me? with. Oh. Excuse me. What are you what? saying? Oh, I did not put in all of this work for you to slander me once again. All right. They gave I'm him back. I'm getting the steel chair. No, 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 no. What? I'm getting the steel chair. You're going down. <laughs> this is my podcast now. <laughs> Sam, I'm allergic to chairs. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. It is too bad. Oh, oh my God. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he'd get out of the abyssal realm. It took me a lot of work and effort to get here, all right? You have Sam's no back idea. with the steel chair, everybody. <laughs> you have yeah, no idea the God, deals I had back. to make, the steel chairs I had to steal. Ooh, you had to steal steel chairs. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, I had to fend for myself somehow. You have no idea what's in there. It's going to be the next Fast and Furious series. <laughs> Stealing steel chairs. <laughs> Please no. All about what chairs. This chairs. series needs to end. And what is this? Is this even a bit anymore? I don't, I don't know where. Has I don't this know ever been a bit? Have uh, I no. been out of this loop the whole time? What is going on? Absolutely. I, don't know. I think we're in a new. I think we're in a new dimension now. No, this is a new podcast. This is the wrestling podcast. I'm uh, not. I, the ring's canceled. I. Uh, the ring is canceled. <laughs> No, no, but seriously, welcome everybody. <laughs> I'll be your host today. Uh, here is with me. Oh God, I'm fucking this up. You can tell I haven't practiced. Uh, Josh. Ding dong. I say, I And Matt. And his name was? Sam. Uh, <laughs> and we're sued. <laughs> I don't think that was a good enough impression to get sued. God, dear. Oh, fingers yeah. crossed, but uh, yeah, no, let's not let's not tempt the YouTube uh, overlord. All right. Yeah, dude, welcome back. How's thank it you, been? thank you. Uh, mm. I mean, I've had the the weirdest and worst three weeks uh, from being sick to my computer literally exploding to me fixing my computer and then it being a jet turbine. I don't even. Josh, you can you can post that uh, that video of my CPU just spinning up later oh, <laughs> for context. I should, yeah. I told you not <laughs> to buy point, that computer at Mimics R Us. Come on, man. I literally did what R Us talking R. about. <laughs> I all right, Matt. Look, we can put that on a short later, but we're gonna have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fan with eyeballs throwing the bleeding. <laughs> so you say that, but it literally did come off at one point. It did try. To, Sam's computer <laughs> fan tried to kill him. It literally the CPU fan part. One of the blades snapped and flew and hit me in the face. I was like, "All right, we're gonna not look at that anymore." <laughs> I I thought I you were joking. No, no, oh, absolutely no. not. Oh no, it actually yeah. tried to kill him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had a great time. I see. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all fixed. I'm no longer sick. I'm actually. I also moved during this time. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, if I, um, well, if I remember correctly, the order of operations was sick, and then computer no worky, and then move. Yeah. So that's why that's why the mechanicus stole Sam from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't Anyways. even. I don't even. Why do I keep referencing Warhammer? I don't even like Warhammer. <laughs> I, because I don't even know what the mechanicus is. Oh, that's you would love for the mechanicus uh, actually. Maybe. Absolutely would. You'd think they're wild. I, a little stupid, but that's the best part about them. I mean, yeah, probably. 
<laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Warhammer. No, no, I don't, think, I don't no. completely forget about the topic idea that I had. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> oh, dear oh, lord. So did you actually uh, forget? No, I, I, I did forget until just this moment. I was <laughs> okay. like, it starts with the letter P. I know this. P, 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 yeah, pre-written adventures. We're going to talk about pre-written adventures today. Uh, what were the bullet points that I gave for us to talk about? You know, you I said starts them. with the letter P, and I was thinking mm -hmm. adventure. I was thinking, wait, but adventure starts with A. Uh, you know, <laughs> so. you're, 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 it's okay. Fuck. All right. Yeah. At least Matt didn't come out with Fandelver. <laughs> Oh my god. Ah, uh, yes, Mandelver, my favorite oh, homebrew original thing. <laughs> We're only gonna talk about fucking Lost Mine of Fandelver. So, we can. No. Oh, I think played that one. I haven't either. Matt has. Yeah, I figured we talked talk, like, about what we've yeah. played and, you know. Well, that, that is, that, that, that's part of the first bullet. So, I know Ooh. that not everybody here Bullets. has run. Are you trying to kill us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah? Hi, I mean, look, I, I I could kill you with some some stupid stuff. I I, I, I we don't need to get into that. However, mm. first, the first bullet point that I made was how much prep should you be doing as the DM for a pre-written adventure? I don't think I think Matt and I are the only ones that have actually run a pre-written. Yeah, adventure I have basically here. nothing to add to that one. Yeah, so I ran a few sessions of Horde of the Dragon Queen for my younger brothers. Mm. And uh, I definitely put more prep time in than I do for my current game. So like, mm. uh, more. That that's, a, that's as good as I, it gets for me. You put in more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. <laughs> I feel like that's two. a point of contention though, because a lot of people I... say you do less for pre-writtens. Well, Josh, what do you? I guess like just. Throwing in the wild, like, what do you think? Should a mm. pre-written adventure be have more prep, or should it be like, well, less prep? To uh, like, what do you, what do you think? I mean, like, shot in the dark uh, from uh, Sam. As far as what I would like, I mean, okay, in an ideal world, I th I would think that they're well enough written that it should be less prep, or. Mm -hmm. I don't even less is even the word because you do have to read, which is time consuming. Yeah. So it's a different kind of prep. Like the, I would imagine the overall time amount is probably pretty similar. But as far as like active creative juices, I need to expunge from my body to make a game work. I, I would hope that a pre-written should w would be less. But I have heard that a lot of them are at least for D&D, I can't speak much about other games pre-writtens and also other games I feel like have less of an emphasis on pre-written adventures than D&D does. Um, but I've heard is that a lot of them are, are written in such a gobbledygook fashion that mm. you end up expunging the same amount of creative juices from your body anyway. So, yeah, in ideal world, I would think they would be less... I get less less brain power, I guess. In an ideal world, they would require less brain power to run a pre-written. I think is mm. right the ideal. Mm -hmm. But mm. yeah, I, I I I don't think that is the case, unfortunately. All right, 
Yeah. So we've got the wild card, and we've got the guy who's done a couple sessions. Matt, I, I think we're both about the same amount. For That's right, two burdens. halves of a whole idiot. I didn't say that one, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I so I'm kind of on the camp of. I mean, there should be a little bit of prep, no matter what. Like you have to read the adventure, look over the monsters, all that one, you know, stuff. But mm-hmm. I think when running a pre-written, most people, including new DMs, are like, I want as little work as possible. I, you know, I don't want to read the whole module and be like, well, clearly I have to change and do a shit ton of work to make this campaign run better. I'm fucking looking at you, Strixhaven. Oh, like pre-written adventures should basically be like, I can just read it you know, skim it, I can run it, and then I have enough prep work that I've done, just reading it and going over it, mm-hmm. that I reach a point of preparedness where I can just run the module no problem and be willing to like kind of like deviate from the script of the adventure note with no issues. Mm-hmm. Most uh, of the adventures you can't. You know, what, some of them you can. Okay, wait, I, I, mm-hmm. I want to establish a quick thing. Do we consider reading the adventure? Do we is is when we use the word prep are we lumping reading the adventure in with that absolutely i think so yeah, yeah. okay i think so okay yeah, you, you have, have to read, read i wasn't sure because like if if you say that reading is quote unquote not prep then the idea of running a pre-written is significantly less prep right so like but okay so yeah okay so we're counting reading so so right. and, and here here's my little thing all right I just so needed a ground. I needed I, a foundation. I agree <laughs> that you should not be having to do as much prep as the DM for pre-written adventures. 100%. You don't have to worry about maps. You don't have to worry about monster placement. You don't have to worry about, like... The kinds of monsters you The use. kinds of monsters. You, there's, there's so much that you don't have to worry about. Now, of course, you can do random encounters during them, and sometimes they encourage this. However... The random encounters are usually like a table that they've already done for you and you just have to roll and then, you know, maybe make a map yourself or just find one that kind of fits and just use that. So you shouldn't have to do a lot of prep. However, in my experience and Matt, I'm, I'm, I, I know you literally just mentioned Strixhaven. Uh, unfortunately, the campaigns are usually written in a way that doesn't really like it's it's not super cohesive especially with the level one to three adventure i think the one that i have mm-hmm. found that is the most cohesive with the story and plot and like the entirety of the campaign is actually strad and that's because that the the death house is just to show you how fucked uh barovia is so like I- you yeah, uh, I, if I remember correctly, <laughs> at one point, Sam, uh, you said you found prepping a pre-written to be even more stressful. Um, and I think you were saying that when we were playing Strahd? Yeah, so there are pieces of information. So, so really what a pre-written adventure needs to make this prep less obnoxious I should say is really just kind of make a checklist at the beginning of the adventure I mean checklist not like oh here's what you prep beforehand 
uh, of all like possible quest items and other things that the players can possibly run into that are important and be like, hey, you should go do this. It's at this page. You should do this. This is at this page. You should do this. This is at this page. And just have basically a glossary. It's really what I'm asking so for. So like, for, like, uh, like um, yeah, like some kind of a flow chart with like major yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. beats. So, so some it. of them do. So so that that's not exactly what I mean because there is a flow chart at the beginning of most of these, but yeah. it's literally like your players should be this level when they reach this dungeon. Yeah, that's maybe not not exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, because like like a I, I get what you mean. I'm trying to picture what yeah. it would even look like. Like so I get, like, uh, oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. I don't really have a thought. I'm trying to like think and talk it at the same time. Literally, just be a glossary. <laughs> it, 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 that's that's really what it should I, be. I it should like, be a glossary like of objectives. It should like, be presented I know that's a, little, a little bit it should better, be presented though, right? Like, better, but like, how are you going to do that? Because it's yeah. it literally becomes a checklist. So, like, my specific example of this is there is the skull of a silver dragon that you have to find in Strahd yeah, yeah, if you want to complete that. a certain quest line. Mm. And it never lists where that is in the quest line in the like specific part of what? that adventure. Like, pause, it doesn't pause, tell you pause, pause, it pause, 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 pause. It doesn't say the location of the skull at all. No. Yeah, I no. was about to and say. I, I looked fuck? through the entire book. Hold on, wait, 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 and wait, wait. I could like, not find it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like I'm misunderstanding. It doesn't say it anywhere in the book. Yes. Is it, it one of the randomized? I'm oh, sorry. Does it give you like suggestions? Suggestions did not do any of that. Which what? is why I was like, what? Uh, and now I could be 100% wrong. I, I may just be blind. I literally told a story about how today I was looking for thermal paste at the store, looked at it directly because I knew where it should be located, <laughs> didn't see it, went to a representative at the store, and they showed me exactly where I was looking two seconds ago. So, like, I could be blind. <laughs> Hold on. However, I looked through the book. I, I own the physical and the digital copy uh, yeah, of this yeah, book. Yeah. I could not find it for the life of me. It does not give any suggestion as to where it is. It does not say in the specific area text where it is, which you would think that, you know, if you're going to write an adventure and you're going to have a specific item and it's not something that the player themselves has written, you should, or the DM rather, you should have it listed where it is in that specific set of text. But no, it, it just didn't list it anywhere. Uh, so like... I, I, like, I, yeah, this exactly. is like blowing my mind. Yeah, like, exactly. I have a lot of thoughts in quick succession. Mm -hmm. Why? Yeah. I so, thought it was in the castle. No, because that's where you're supposed to bring it back to after you find it. I, really? I thought you found it in Strahd's castle and then you have to bring it to the so church or something. It, it doesn't say anything about it being in Strahd's castle. Huh. Okay, yeah. wait. Also, it was it, so there, 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 there's Strahd's castle, and then there's the castle that the the silver the dragon silver made Pete his castle or whatever. Yeah, uh, Argenbostold, I believe. Argenbostold, yeah, that yeah. Mm. So like, wow, I just took from somewhere else. I don't even I made up a name apparently. <laughs> so you know, I I don't, I don't know, but my my point is is that if you're gonna have stuff like that in your adventure, and Strahd did do something so that it has the. Uh, 
the tarot card. I'm forgetting the, the Taroka name. deck. The Taroka, yeah. thank you. Um, the Taroka deck, and it tells you to do all of that stuff before you start your adventure. Why not do that for all of the side quests? Like, it should have something like that at the beginning of every adventure being like, hey, this is how you prep for this. These are the quests that you might run into. Just do a little bit of prep now, decide where this is going to be. Like, I arbitrarily decided that the skull was going to be in the castle. I'm was, sure that that's where it's supposed to be, but like... Was oof. the... Um, was the Taroka deck supposed to have an influence on its location, maybe? Was that an no. intended? Nope. No? Oh. Nope. Not okay. the Taroka deck. I, what did the Taroka deck actually do? Because it was not clear on a The Taroka side. deck determined what quests you had to go and do. So, like, it literally, and it quite literally uh, told you, you have to go to this place. This is the item you'll get. This is the thing you'll do. Oh, yeah, that was not clear. You think so? Because, like, that, to me, that, like, I, I read the Taroka deck as just, this is how you want to level up, this is how you're going to do it. Like, these are your specially... Mm-hmm tailor-made objectives for this campaign. That's what I got anyway. Well, so I I guess my disconnect and actually on a broader scale, maybe this is a maybe this is a commentary on pre-writtens in general. I think my disconnect was I did not think Strahd was going to be quite as like sandboxy as it was. Mm-hmm. So I thought the Taroka deck was just sort of like mm-hmm. it's going to influence where and when certain like obstacles will pop up in front of you but i didn't i mean think... it also did that it literally determines where Strahd appears in this castle right but but like i thought it was a situation of like you're gonna go on the path and the taroka will tell you what's gonna be on the path at point a point b and point c i didn't realize it was this is what your quests are look for these things so, I mean, but it, it was also a while a ago, so I may have just not been paying attention. It's very <laughs> possible because I believe I even made a handout for you to read over. I do remember the um, handout, um, but like, yeah, I, I guess what it, it would be, I feel like it would be very helpful if the adventures were more direct and upfront about like the style of adventure they're supposed to be. So, uh, that, that that is one thing that I, I will say. I kind of wish I ran Straw differently because I realized, like... After work? At, yeah, in, in retrospect, I feel like it definitely needed to lean more into the horror elements and just be a harder overall campaign because it definitely felt like after a certain point, it just became, well, this is goofball. And, like, I... I understand that, like, you know, my style of running games is, uh, gooberish. <laughs> I was gonna say, is, um, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, I, I just, I wish I put more effort into the way that it was done because, and this is kind of a more on the, unfortunately, you kind of have to do more prep. If you want these adventures to be really fun, uh, the campaigns themselves give the DM a lot of freedom because it just says, here are the pieces. Now make them fit. And, you know, you can let your players kind of do whatever they want in the pre-written campaign. However, if you do that, you might run into situations where you're like, oh, I don't exactly know how to run this or I don't 
remember all of the information here because they went to a dungeon or a quest that I don't I don't remember very well, and like we're we're only halfway through the session, so now I'm going to be reading the whole thing. So there's, there's a whole lot that it goes into it. Okay, uh, so I have a few thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. The first one, uh, if I'm trying to, I'm a little spacey today. But uh, the first mm-hmm. one you're saying, like, it, it was, I actually think it was very difficult, most of Strahd, up until we got, like, more players. Because I know we were really mm-hmm. struggling for those first, like, 15 sessions or oh, so. Oh, yeah. No, and I, that, that that's what I mean. I felt like it should have kept that difficulty the whole way. Not harder, like, oh, yeah, the Death House should have killed you guys, because it almost did several times. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... But I, I, I wish that it had kept that particular uh, difficulty the whole way through, or I had made it so that it was more balanced for the five players than before, because it, it got a little ridiculous after that. Mm. Okay. I, I can't remember at all what my second point was, so uh, uh, <laughs> it might come well, back to me. It might not. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. So uh, I'll go into I'll, my second bullet point if anybody doesn't. I have, have, a, a, I have a question. I have an answer. Well, this is kind of it to everyone. Because Sam was like, oh, because you, you mentioned that the a lot of the stuff in the pre-writs are laid out in such a fashion that it's like you as the DM take these, you know, board pieces and place them where you will. And on one hand... I can understand the logic of, well, we don't want to constrict a DM so much that they don't feel like they're running their own game, like they don't have any freedom or whatever. Mm. On the other hand, though, it's like, I'm buying this prudent adventure because I want you to tell me what to do. If I didn't want you to tell me what to do, I'd just run my own thing. So, like, generally, across the board... Do we think that pre-writtens should be a little more firm and just tell you what to do more directly? Would that be preferable? Because I feel like it would be, but... I feel like it should give options. Like, here's how this scenario can go. One, two, three, and or make one up. Like, they can be firm with like, here are the three scenarios we came up with for the ending of this adventure. If you don't want to do any of these, that's fine. But these are the three we had in mind. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking of something similar to that, where like if we're talking about the skull in Argonvoss, it, it, it could be like uh, the skull of Argonvoss is held in this location. If you don't want it to be here for whatever reason, you can think about putting it here, here, or here. Like I think I'd prefer that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's a that's a that's an I guess that's a decent middle ground. So, yeah. I think that they should definitely be firm but like and, and this is this is just me because I, I do this all the time you should just be able to change scenarios regardless like I literally have changed I mean most encounters we've had after like you know getting a grasp for what the party is I remember during Avernus in the first dungeon you guys encountered an old woman and the old woman was supposed to be one of the cultists oh, yeah. guy's self. Right. and you guys were like this old woman's gonna betray us blah 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 me sitting there and thinking to myself i changed this old woman out 
or the, the, the cultist for a real old woman. <laughs> just got <laughs> just lost in this there. dungeon. Like, just, well, was my way. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so like, I, I think they should definitely be firm. They should definitely have, you know, just, just, just something to help the DM further the campaign along other than, so here's all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, my, my thing is always, you know, the, the ability to change things and say, mm-hmm. no, I don't think I will is always implied with all tabletop things just by the nature of how the you know hobby functions so i don't feel like you need to write in like you can you know i don't feel like you need to imply or write in the like you can change it if you want kind of stuff because that's always present which is so i'm like i don't need you to tell me i can change it i know i can change it i want you to tell me what you think the adventure should be and then if i really don't like it you know then i'll you know do what i gotta do Although a couple, I mean, I'm I'm fine with a couple of options too. But I, I as long as those options aren't wishy washy, because that's the thing that annoys me. It's like, oh, because I think if I remember correctly, the green stones in Strahd were the same thing, where it was like the third one they didn't tell you where it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're not going to tell you where the third one is. You can just put it wherever you want. It's like, well, so no, it, give it, me it, like. It, a couple it of did literally say, hey, you know, the third stone is where you want it to be versus the skull, which was like question mark. Yeah, I'm not, but like, I don't really like either of those. I would prefer to just be like the stone would most likely this is the location it, it would be, you know, and then maybe it could potentially be here and then just, you know, that's it. Like you give a and also uh, on top of that, if you put a couple of options in, if you say it could be A, B or C location, then without saying it directly, you are implying to the GM without saying it. Hey, if you want to move it around, you can because we moved it around. So obviously you can move it around. Right. And you don't have to say any of that in the text. It's all just implied by the fact that you gave a couple of different location options. Yeah, Um, but I also think that not saying it or saying it doesn't really do anything like yes it's implied all the time but you also have to think about this from the perspective of a new dm who's not used to running this so like yeah i feel like new dms want you to tell them what to do even more though Uh, they might might, but that that's the thing because it it's not really necessary like i i trust new dms to do this but they might also be like not sure if they should do something or if doing something is appropriate like i have one of the players in my monday game is like hey i'm thinking about running D. can you like help me or if i ever have any questions about something like can i just ask i'm like yeah sure ask away because and like i'm not gonna give him the same answer i'm going to give him the this is how you can do things answer <laughs> uh, because the same answer would be LOL Lamau Gelatinous Cube Dragon Gazebo Mimics Yeah I mean <clears throat> I was I was thinking much the same thing where it's like I see what you're saying but I, I yeah I'll have to agree with Sam where if you're a relatively new player you're not gonna really you most likely won't understand that context of like oh well I can change it anyway right like it, there's like there could be this genuine fear of like well if i change this what happens here do i mess anything else up what like will it make sense will it not make sense you know there, there's I, I feel like this is this is more of a a 
uh, accessibility option than anything yeah. else. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. That being yeah. said, I find pre-written adventures uh, to be one 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 of one of two things. I do find them fun, uh, depending on the group. Unfortunately, sometimes you just get a bad group that doesn't understand the 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 structure. I guess I should say, or you get people that are like, I want to be Batman, and you 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 get characters that don't really fit, which is a whole other thing. Getting players to choose like specific backgrounds or be like, hey, try to make yourself fit in with the campaign setting, like give me a reason as to why you're here uh, can be difficult because like there are plot hooks that some of the campaigns give you. So like Strahd literally has like three or four plot hooks. Then I don't even remember why Avernus, like Avernus is like, hey, so uh, give me a reason as to why your players are going to Baldur's Gate. But like, they don't really have a choice because this guy's going to just enlist them. Like that just mm -hmm. happens. That That's yeah. the whole reason. So it's like Sad. kind of <laughs> annoying in yeah. a way because it's like oh man you know the, the the players arrived okay now the adventure's starting let's go and then the time that you spend in Baldur's Gate is almost meaningless because like there are connections between Baldur's Gate and Avernus because it's like hey you know you found this item and possibly this character that's connected to the city that disappeared and then you you get this item and it's like well i can't unlock this item so i gotta go to this place and maybe they'll be able to do it for us because they're super smart over there and then they're like well you need to go to avernus because uh that that that's where it is we we, we figure it out you gotta go there you gotta save them and it's like but why do the players have a connection to that you know so mm -hmm. At least with Stroud, it's like, oh, you know, you you heard that there's some werewolves in this area, and like you're really you're really gung ho about murdering some werewolves, so go and do it, you know. And then you just get stuck, and it's like, well, I, I now we're stuck. How do we get home? Well, Stroud's you know? Stroud's also easy because you literally at the start just go, all right, players, you end up in this place, and uh, LOL, you're trapped. So like, yeah, it doesn't matter what your character motivation is. Like, you want to leave. Yeah, well, that, that that's kind of the thing is what I'm saying is that like, you know, with Avernus, if you had actually just been trapped in Avernus from the start, from the get go, yeah, it probably would have been more compelling for you to try to at least leave, you know, yeah. because in Avernus, it's literally like, hey, go, 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 go to Avernus, you know, go save these people. And it's like, what if I'm playing an evil character? Smile. Like, why do I care? Like, what True. if I don't there, care there, about the people down there? <laughs> yeah, there is this like weird care? thing of like, you know, like in, in Avernus, the character's like, you need to go to hell, literally, to save the day. I can see a lot of characters being like, I don't want to do yeah. that. Exactly. <laughs> so, I like, wanna. You know, there, there's also that piece of prep that has to happen because it's like, it literally is a discussion with your players like why does your character care about this place um, yeah i don't know if adventures do it but i definitely feel like as a as a gm you should always give your players like a 
like an opening little pitch thing. It'd be like, here's the yeah. scenario, here's the setup, connect yourself to this thing. Mm-hmm. If you need any other information, I'll like, yeah. you know, skibbity bop you some deets. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it or whatever, yeah. like during so session like, zero or beforehand. You know. Yeah, I almost I, feel I'm like adventures should give a couple of um, like possible reasons. Your characters are connected to this kind of paragraph so yeah, so that's, chapter. That's, or that's something. what I'm, I was saying. So like, there there are literally hooks for Strahd like that written in there. Averted not so ah. much. All right. Well, see. There you go. Hire. I believe Fendelver is literally you are there in like the new city, so. There's also that. Um, now, that being said, for specifically for the people who have played in more of them, do you find pre-written adventures to be fun to play in? No. <laughs> uh, it's a loaded I mean, question. I, I, I mean, I, I've enjoyed the all the pre-adventures that I've been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've enjoyed the last two I've been in. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Well, the question for me, like, okay. I'm going to have to peel the onion a little bit back here. Mm-hmm. The question so for me is not so layers. much if it's... Huh? So there's layers to this. Onions have layers. Uh, the oh question for me is not so much if mm-hmm. pre-writtens are fun, because, like, playing tabletop is fun. So, yes, pre-writtens are fun. The question is, are pre-writtens more or less fun relative to a homebrew campaign, right? Uh, at least for me, anyway. I mean, I'm not, that's not the question I'm asking. I'm just asking. If yeah, it's fun. that's an entirely different. <laughs> well, question. I feel like that's. I don't think it's relevant. I, I don't think Honestly, I, can, I. I don't I, think I, I can I, answer the question without the other half of it, kind of thing. Why not? Uh, I because I. Well, because like I feel like you have to compare like a home, nah. like. I don't know. I mean, I get. I, I mean, I guess. If I'm not comparing, then like yes, for the most part, I get. I mean, I don't know. I well, I guess from the few from the the, the pre adventures that you've played in, did so you like, enjoy them overall? Like, I've only you know, done three, four, five, right, five. Okay. Yeah, three for me, two for Matt, two for Matt. Uh, well, yeah, the White Blue Mountains, White Blue White Mountain. Mountain, and then. Um, the one shot. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I, the one shot one was so quick. Uh, sure. Yeah, I guess technically. Which which one shot one? The other. Uh, one the acquisitions incorporated. Oh, the acquisitions incorporated. <laughs> right. Well, that. So now does that count as a pre-written? That, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Does, that okay. doesn't count in my brain because it's not like a full adventure. It's just like a quick little. thing. It's a one shot. Well, so, like, pre-written. It's it right, is, now. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's, it's pre-written material. It's pre-written okay, material. Yeah. The thing is, is my uh my 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 expectations and my uh, judgment of a thing that's intended to be like a one or a two shot like is much much lower than a full-on pre-written adventure that you're going you know for a while with so like I don't put a lot of pressure if like oh if it's a little one session thing I don't put a lot of pressure on it I don't really judge it you know it's kind of like the difference between like a movie or a show for me like for me personally uh, maybe this is some blasphemous shit whatever fuck it like i don't i don't invest as deeply in a movie as i do shows a lot of the time because the sort of difference in time and like scale so for like a little one shot session pre-written thing like it is a pre-written but i don't 
lump it in the same bag necessarily. I think we're kind of like mixing, well, not mixing really, but like we're taught, it's like there are pre-written adventures, which is a very big wide topic can spread from mm -hmm. one-shot adventures to full-on campaigns. And then I think what we're kind of like, we're talking about that, but then also we're guiding it more towards pre-written modules, which is like, here's a full campaign, a full mm -hmm. story from level one to whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're and both also falls adventures. In, one is just yeah. short. I mean, they are, yeah. Much shorter. Uh, they are I mean, the, the key same, word here I mean, is adventures, not campaign, you know? True, yeah. true, true. I yeah. guess, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, point being, of yeah, the ones I've played, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, Storm King's Thunder was kind of... Uh, I Listen, um, all right, we don't need to talk about Storm That game King's was Thunder, a little honestly. bit of a little messy. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, if you want to talk a, about a... Stradivernus, one to three adventure that doesn't make any sense. Make any connecting sense, yeah. it to the the rest of it, that one, because honestly, you you just you, I don't know. You you should just make your party a response team to the giants instead of making them go through that so that they actually have a reason to do things. I don't. Know. I don't even. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I don't yeah, even just, know what the fix would be, but it needs uh, well, something. Well, do what I've been doing. My like my Saturday games is literally we went from Lost Minds of Fendelver right into Storm King's Thunder. And it's been like, again, I've been in the campaign for four years. It's been fun, crazy I mean, nonsense. I it's mean, great. You also have not like, you followed the path, but you also like did a lot of, we took a lot of detours. stuff for like yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah, we took a, a lot of detours, a lot of like, <laughs> the, like the DM was super cool and he used a lot of outside resources and investing in player backstory and mining mm -hmm. that and using like, you know, adventures that we've, you know, for our backstories, like taking like, oh, this character does this thing. Well, let's go over there for a while. Oh, and this character, this person came up from their backstory. So let's do that for a while. And then, oh, hey, the giants are doing this thing. So we'll focus on the giants now. So yeah. it's a lot of like hopping uh, back and forth between. I'm assuming what when anything involving the giants, I'm assuming is in the module. But uh, I, I don't know, because, mm -hmm. you know, mostly it's been yeah. a while since I've read the book. I mean, I literally could go pull it out. It's in my closet. OK, but well, like... no, because I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for myself, even though <laughs> I'm like True. towards the end. Near I think end. I think God, I'm I towards the end. You're not finished with the game already. Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, I figured um, out I figured out a more a more cohesive response. Mm hmm. Because, like, I don't want to just be like, well, pre-written's are fun, because, like, well, even a shitty pre-written, someone who's good at GMing can make fun. The, so, like, that almost doesn't feel like, I almost feel like I can't really answer I mean, that. But, yeah. but, the thing I can say is, the fun of a pre-written, or even, not even necessarily the fun, but the interest of a pre-written for me, is looking at the game and saying okay designers of the game how do you think this game is supposed to function how do you think this game is supposed to go that's the part i think is fun with the pre-written because it's the it's the best way to be uh it's the best way to see how the designers intended us to play the thing mm -hmm. because you know uh, in a video if you're playing a video game it's like well you can't not play the way the designers intended because you're constrained in a tabletop game you could you know go f buck fucking wild so i think the fun of a pre-written for me is is that exploration of like putting the constraints in place and saying okay daddy crawford tell me how the dnds works or at mm. least how you thinks it works you know mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean i i i 
I'm, I pretty much agree. Yeah, like I, I enjoy pre-written's because it's a more streamlined experience, right? It's often it's like okay, like I, I make my character to do the thing. I don't really make them to experiment because it's not really the place to experiment. So more often than not, the characters are are better at doing the thing that needs doing versus a more long form campaign where I can get experimental and try things out if I want to or sort of take a character in a weird direction because there's no real there's no expectation to be like, oh, well, I can't make them kind of weird because then they won't fit in with the story. And if they don't fit in with the story, then I'm not going to want to play them. And then it just sort of snowballs from there. Mm hmm. Uh, so I would say in some aspects, I probably like pre-writtens more than homebrews, uh, but in others, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. I, I think I generally, f I think I generally like homebrew campaigns more, but pre-writtens are, like I said, they're interesting insights into the, like, game's overall design. Mm -hmm. Although, although some of them feel so wacky woohoo out there, you're kind of like, I, are you even designing for the game you wrote? No. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. Absolutely not. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. <laughs> but, you know. You know. It's fine. You know, you just go in Mad Max and, and you know, have earnest, and then you're just like, uh... Yeah, there Now, I know this is supposed to be part of this, however, yeah. vehicle combat is not flushed out enough for us to really do vehicle combat here. Well, they and also just didn't really... I mean, with, with Avernus specifically, it didn't feel like they... They went, um... Didn't feel like they quite went the extra mile they needed to make the vehicle stuff really That's gel I, yeah. well. No, I mean, they really should have just rewritten the vehicle combat rules because, I mean, base game, they, you don't you don't have the, the hell machines, so, like, you don't have all these weapons. However, it's definitely lackluster in a lot of ways. Mm. Well, it also just is a little, it feels a little tacked-ons maybe a little extreme, but it's a little, you know, it's like, it's a little bare-bones like a first draft almost kind of yeah. thing. No, I know what you mean. And not I, as I integrated. It. Yeah, it's not as integrated into the campaign as I was assuming it was gonna be, which I think so, is probably the weirdest part of the whole thing. The, yeah, the weird, so the, the, the big thing about that, is I didn't roll a lot of the like, encounters that you can do on vehicles. Yeah. Mostly because vehicle combat is pretty bad. Uh, and so it you just like pick from the tables. Yeah, I just kind of picked. Like, okay. hey. it kind of ends up being who can shoot the driver first, right? <laughs> or who can teleport over, kick them out of their vehicle, and then do the thing. You know, it, there, there's it's just kind of whatever. That being said, Matt, this this is this is more towards you and myself. Do you find running it fun? Because uh, I feel many ways about running pre-written adventures. So I guess it depends, because, like, I've only technically out of, like, besides the my fucking giant-ass homebrew game, I would do the thing where I would read, like, a new adventure or read a module that would come out. I'd rip a bit of it, throw it in my homebrew game. So technically, I've run chunks of a lot of the, you know, 5e modules, but not the full things. And the only one I've run fully was White Plume Mountain with you guys, which is technically mm -hmm. like, I'm you know, it's a it's a mini adventure. It's not like it's a full. Well, it's not a campaign. Yeah, yeah it's but... not a campaign. Yeah. Um, and with at least with like 
what I've used, I, you know, I would change a couple of things, but I enjoyed using like using whatever. Cause again, my whole thing, steal, reskin, you know, add your own twist to everything. Like it's been, it's been pretty fine. I feel like, again, like, like my biggest problem right now is with my next campaign is the whole like Strixhaven adventure and then going into Dungeon the Mad Mage. Which, reading Mad Mage, it's really like, wow, a whole dungeon, multiple dungeons, all ready to go. Thanks. Then I look at fucking Strixhaven, and I'm like, wow, look at all this nonsense I have to, like, fix and do. It's, like, not even bare bones. It's, like, nothing is here. They gave me the piece of paper for the blueprint without giving me the, like, you know, the drawings of how the blueprint should go. Your your negativity on Strixhaven really uh, Well it's it just it just sounds like the kind of shit I adventure. say. It's very funny. Well it's just the adventure <laughs> itself. Like I love the idea of Strixhaven no, I, and I if it mean. was just like Ravnica and Theros where it was here's a setting book with a little adventure in here, I'd be happy. I, but I, instead yeah, I, I know. I just it's the opposite and it, it's like what the actual you know hmm. like there are there are it's honestly, a good, you pe- having people, a good bitching tirade it's good I like yeah it. well people go look up on youtube there's tons of videos of people talking about this adventure and uh, like the adventures in strixhaven hmm. which is why i'm heavily changing things i'm swapping out a ton of adventures i'm gonna be using hmm. other like books like hell i'm gonna be using some stuff from a from a pathfinder adventure called strength of a thousand which is like their version of a magical school so i have to use so many outside material to make strixhaven work and that defeats the purpose of buying an adventure module campaign and where it's like i just want to read this and you know everything's like all set up and ready to go I could just run it. Whereas with Strixhaven and I don't know, I, I don't know any of the other 5e, at least for me, like again, 5e campaigns, the one shots, because even when I did uh, the the Curse of Strahd one shot, the Strahd mm-hmm. must die tonight, there was a lot of prep, but it was mostly just like setting up Castle Ravenloft because it's yep. goddamn gigantic. But I don't know. I think overall, like I've had more positive than negative experiences when it comes mm-hmm. to pre-written adventures. Okay. I mean, I've I've done my little tirade about like the, some of the weird stuff in Strahd. Uh, that being said, I definitely find pre-written adventures to be something that is both fun and tiring because there's a point where. You're like, did I read this already? How much of this have I already done prep for? And then you look at it and you go, okay. And like, sometimes it just takes a quick read over so that you're like, okay, I, I, I remember. I remember how to I remember how to run this part. I remember everything that's here, the loot, the monsters, uh, how NPCs are gonna react. But sometimes there's like, you look at the book and you go, oh, Specifically, like with the Silver Dragon Skull, like I don't, I don't remember anything about this. What happened here? And then you sit there and like, you could stare at the book, 
and be like, players, I, I need a minute because I don't, uh, give me a second. Or you make up an excuse, like you're going to go check the deep notes or something. The deep notes. No, 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 no don't do that. Now. <laughs> what, what, the what do deep you notes. What do, you, what do you mean? What's wrong? Uh, What's wrong I know what you're referencing. Did, no. I, what are you I, did I, did I, did I, did I poke a button? What do you, they, yeah. what do you, what's going what do you mean, Matt? Never mind. Anyways. Nobody's, no, what, nope. nobody's referencing like, anything. Nope. What are you talking <laughs> about? Sam is purposely referencing what? something. No. What? No. <laughs> No. Never do something like that. Motherfuckers. Might you even say it was 17.8% of a reference? Oh my god, I can't believe you just fucking said it. No, 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 I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but thank you for uh, being Gaslight Yagami here for me. Oh uh, my know. fucking lord. I try. Anyway. So anyways. <laughs> I do. You said that like, and this is, this is more like a, I guess a warning for DMs. They are good ways to get something started. They are not terrible. They're not great some of the times. I definitely found Strahd to be way more enjoyable than Avernus, I'll be honest. Avernus was 100% the characters that I enjoyed there and not the actual campaign. Oh, I because feel like even... I, I, oh, sorry. I feel like I had more fun with Avernus. Yeah, I was going to say, that's crazy, because I, I thought Avernus was great. I was very frustrated with Strahd at times. Yeah, so running it for me was not terrible, because I realized, and I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I feel like the frustration you guys had with Strahd was actually because I did not have experience running pre-written adventures, so I did less prep in areas where I should have done more, and I did more prep in areas where I should have done less. Mm. I, feel ah, like, okay. I feel like if right. I re-ran Strahd, y'all would have a lot more fun because I would do a lot more to make that campaign interesting and explore different aspects of it, especially because I know the campaign now. Avernus oh, itself. More was, Strahd so we can touch his butt. Hell yeah, yeah brother. Avernus, I did what I do now for travel, which is cut the bullshit. Because honestly, I fucking hate travel in D&D, and I kind of hate it in other games too, because it's such, it, it feels like a chore a lot of the time, especially yeah. when you're the DM and you're like, all right, I need you to roll this again. Okay, I need you to roll this again. Okay, I need you to roll this again. Okay, we're sleeping now. Oh, there's an ambush, or not, or there is. And like it, it gets to this point where it's like, is this fun? Is this interesting? And a lot of the time it's not. I would rather have travel be a chance for the players to role play things out and talk and just kind of explore the relationships with the characters rather than be like, and we're fighting all the time because in all honesty, why would you be? Right. Well, that's it's very really interesting because I like, no, sorry, because I, I I know like I have a lot of um, travel in my game, and I, I pretty much agree. Like I I don't like doing it. I don't know how to make it more interesting because I mm -hmm. I don't know if my players find it interesting. They never they've never really spoken about it to me. Um, mm -hmm. but I always feel like it just blows, and I often struggle to like try mm -hmm. to seem interested in it. But yeah, no, I, I feel that. I feel the pain with travel. I don't think... I don't even think I would know how to start to make travel interesting yeah. past, like, 
low medium level, right? Because yeah, the first so... like you know levels one to four, right? I'll say even one to five. Travel can mm. be fun because there's like some threat and like getting ambushed by kobolds or like getting like a little side quest. But it gets to a point where you hit like level like eight through like fourteen, where you're like basically whenever you have the chance to get like teleportation and or instantaneous movement mm -hmm. where you're like every time you have to travel after that you're like fuck i god damn it yeah i mean i i, I definitely feel like the travel stuff in of burnus is definitely more interesting because you can get a vehicle that is very unique because it's not a horse and carriage or a cart Mm -hmm. with you know a uh, animal of burden so like you don't you don't have this weird you don't have the you don't have the downtime where you're traveling and you're like oh i can be ambushed it's like no no, no i i am the ambush this is a moving ambush <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely is more interesting in avernus to travel because like strahd is like so every six hours you can, or yeah, every six hours you can uh, run into an encounter and you roll on the table, but you can only get one encounter every 12 hours and you, your players move at this rate and uh, can travel this many miles in a day. And it's like, it's so specific that I'm like, I don't even hate this. Just tell me tile numbers. Don't even give me like miles because it was like it, every time you guys were like okay we're gonna travel to this place i had to sit there and be like all right they'll get to this place before they get to an encounter and they'll do this and they'll do that and this will happen and like at a certain point i was just like i'm just gonna choose the encounters that happen so that they get like whatever plot hook or they have this thing happen to them or whatever so it's actually it's it's pretty interesting now that i think about it because is avernus does Avernus feels like it's 5e-ing you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how else to put it when the game literally says, like, eh, well, the map is sort of, like, Avernus is kind of transy and it takes however long it needs yeah. to take. Sometimes it can be quicker, sometimes it can be lower. Yeah, I thought that was really funny, and I thought that was cool when, I, when you had first said it to us in character. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about it and was just like, yeah. Is this an excuse to let the DM do more or less encounters based on like their preparedness? This Basically. is, isn't it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And like and and not even like preparedness either. It, it could literally be, well, I don't want to run this game for 50 sessions because we're traveling for three weeks at a time. Uh so I'm just not I'm just not gonna do it. You know, it takes a couple days. Oh, this time it took a couple hours. Like if the final rush and i say rush because you guys like it, it, it was literally a battle happening and you guys needed to make it there if that like that drive was longer than a couple hours it would have killed the tension too so like there's mm -hmm. a lot of that because like getting from the scab to the location of the final battle is like i that's another thing i don't even think that was actually listed but I think I had decided from the beginning that it would be in Elturel or under Elturel. My point being, though, is like if that trip had taken longer, you know, it would have just been like, okay, so why? Like they're they're in a stalemate. They've been in a battle for a day and a half, and they're still in this stalemate. Like it would have just changed the whole perception of the entire encounter. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I think it's been that, three days and nobody's killed each other. Yeah, <laughs> she's not. No one's damaged. What's nobody, going on? Nobody has any wounds. Yeah. Just sort of slapping each other repeatedly. Well, and, like, you know what's funny? I do stuff for that, but it's just like, you know, uh, I agree that it would have killed the momentum. But if there was ever a place where you could just see three days of war and literally nothing changed, I feel like it would be hell. Right. Like. Yes, I, mean, yeah. I, I agree, but it, it definitely would have just been like, because the thing is, is that uh, Zariel is taking part in the battle. So you're like, well, why wouldn't it why have isn't she just change? dunking on everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's supposed to be the lord of this plane. Why isn't she, you know, kicking ass and taking names? Why is it a stalemate? You know, mm. so it, it definitely would have just been like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, uh, so like I feel like the difference, other than experience doing the, the pre-written and just running adventures in general, uh, I feel like Strahd was definitely bogged down by travel and having things just kind of happen in a way that's like, okay, all right, how does this pertain to my characters again? And then Navernus was definitely better because we had not just one but two characters very connected to hell and then one character connected to one of the antagonists that i <laughs> placed in there yeah. so like it definitely helped that there was more of a connection there than with strad like it, it, it's definitely one of those things where the bits and pieces for both campaigns were not equivalent at all I enjoyed running both of them. I definitely enjoyed running Strahd more, and I feel like that's more because the setting and Avernus had some weird stuff that I'm not going to go into because I have a feeling we're going to do a whole other episode on that alone because Avernus was a time. Plus now with like the Van Richten's guy like out, and there's, there's so mm -hmm. much material you can use. To, oh like... yeah, there's so much more that Strahd can do. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, so. and then like just like revamping, and then, I know I made the joke of like, oh, just take Lady, Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil and just switch her out for Shroud. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whole <laughs> new campaign, baby. The answer is oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Damn. What? <laughs> Come on. And like, no. but like, as the series with the Van Richten's guide and like all the new material they added for like traveling through the mist and all the different realms. And mm -hmm. like, it could be a thing where like the DM's like, Man, uh, I know I'm in Curse of Strahd, but I'm just like really bored right now of Barovia. Let's just go to a new. Let's just go to a new. Uh, new. Let's just go to a new place. Oh, this one's like Egypt. Yeah, we'll hang around here for a session or two. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so it can. Mm -hmm. It definitely could like breathe new life into it. Become mm -hmm. a magic character. Start planes hopping. Yeah. Yeah. Don't allow a mystic into your campaign that completely disassembles entire encounters. I yeah. regret yeah. nothing. Yeah. Except I do a lot. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't regret Luca. I, I, yeah, I don't. I I don't dislike Luca. However, when, the class is trash. Okay. No. But when <laughs> Luca became problematic when he started being able to fly and use telekinesis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, when, when I started getting free damage. <laughs> yes, like it, it became an issue. And now there were some things in that campaign where we were like, yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is fine. But like, yeah, no, when you, you completely disassembled the encounters, I was like, uh, yeah, we're going to need to not have that happen. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like I would want to retry if we did if we did Strahd again, I feel like we should redux it, like soft mm -hmm. reboot it with the same characters. Mm. And I would probably see a part of me. A part of yeah, me. Yeah, what wants would you make, Luca? Be, well, the, that's what I was gonna say. A part of me wants to be kind and like just make him an aberrant mind and see if if Sam would let me fuck around with that UA psionic wizard. Uh, mm, or honestly, I'd probably do Psy Warrior because Luca had some levels of fighter as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, a part of me kind of wants to try the MC, uh, the MCDM, uh, the uh, psionic, yeah, the talent, just yeah. for the memes, just so we can have another twenty-page character, uh, a stat <sighs> block, or, or a class sheet, just to be like, okay, hold on, let me let me do the let me in uh, page twenty, paragraph four, subsection B. It says here that my ability does this just so we can have that again, because those are always the funniest <laughs> moments when Sam would be like, Luca, how the fuck does your ability work again? I'm just like, hold on, mm. referencing now. <laughs> like, there was so much stuff in the Mystic character sheet that I literally couldn't write it all down, uh, or I just didn't want to, so I just yeah. had the sheet open constantly. And then that website went down, and I had I panicked for about a good three weeks. <laughs> you didn't get the, the PDF for free? It's on, I think it's on DM's. I think it's still probably on DM's skill. I well, I, I so to be fair, I think we did Strahd. I had only been playing, I, I, I only been playing RPGs at that point for about a year and a half. Two, no, two years. So I didn't know that GM's Guild was even a thing. It wasn't on GM's Guild. It was an unearthed arcana. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that the, so the Mystic Sign of Clash, well, it was on Arcana, but it was also they posted it on the DMs Guild to download if you you know want to get it from there or I, the thing Isaiah was using was the PDF from the Unearthed Arcana. Let, let's put it this way. I was, I using, I I was the using the the if anyone I, I brought this up in an earlier episode, but I remembers the the 5e wiki. It was the orange website. It was the orange wiki. Oh, dear Lord. I know what yes. About. Yes. You remember that was like my baby for like the longest time. Uh, and then that whole site went down and I just didn't know what to do with myself. And like, I probably should have just done a little bit more research. I probably would have found it again, but it was like soul shattering when it went down. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It also, it was, it was, a, uh, it was laid out in a different way. So when I opened up the PDF, I couldn't find anything because i did eventually find the pdf i should say that i did find it eventually but yeah no it was a bit of a nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah e either aberrant mind psionic or or psy warrior and or i'll try talent again if sam allows it yeah i mean i'll i'll, I'll allow it but it, we're, we're we're gonna have to have a talk <laughs> we're gonna have to sit down and I have mean, a conversation it's fair. i mean i would i have i have better faith in mcdm designing a, a better class for that particular uh vibe uh, mostly because Colville's been talking about it for a while, and like 
they're very good about checking and rechecking and the good design team there that being said yeah. the document that's currently out is still the beta version it is not done yet so there is that too mm-hmm. you yeah. know it, it could have some really fucked up broken nonsense so it may be like a, you know maybe wait till it comes out situation but i think it'll probably be pretty good once it does come out mm-hmm. yeah but also yeah maybe luke is just an aberrant mind sorcerer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I, mean, I, Mayhaps. I, I, I could see Luca being a lot of things, honestly. I, I'm making it work pretty well with Haven. You are, you know? yeah. And like, especially if you use the points, it, yeah. it, it will just sort of feel like playing Luca anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely thought. I, if I did do Sorcerer, I would just be like, I'm also going to use the skill points. Fuck it. Because mm-hmm. spell points. Up, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The, all right. Anybody who isn't using the mana system or doesn't know that 5e has like a cool mana system, it's it not does. called that. I don't care. It's, it's called, called spell it's, points. It's called not spell everyone. Points. Not everyone knows what mana is. As a I, mana is the blue juice. Anytime you ever played a game like Bioshock or shit like that, and you got the blue bar or like it's Elden not called Ring, mana and Bioshock either. Yeah, but that's what it is though. It's a mana bar. If you don't think it's a mana bar, you're playing yourself. Okay, if you're looking for it in the DMG, it's called spell points. Yes. If you if you try and do Control F and type in mana, you're not gonna get anything. Sure, but henceforth I will be calling it the mana system because I know oh that better. God. Anyway, <laughs> if you don't use it and you've never heard of it, try it. It's in the DMG. It's really cool. Basically, the way it works is that you, as opposed to having spell slots, you have like a pool of points that you can use to like basically pay for your abilities, right? No. Um, Yes. No. Yes. It's not. Okay. (laughs) That's uh, Isaiah is the one who's using it right now. As someone who's used it in the past, I yes, I understand. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you basically use it to, to, to cash in as opposed to burning spell slots. And the cool thing about the spell points or mana, whatever the hell, is that you can. You basically get more to use, but you can very easily screw yourself if you're not paying attention. Like you can burn all your points on a bunch of low level abilities and you would theoretically get more low level abilities than you would be with just straight up spell slots. But if you burn all your uh, all your points on big stuff, then you're just going to be screwed. Uh, oh, and wait, the way hold, 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 it only works for spells, yes. not abilities. Yeah, th- that's what I meant. It, well, because there's a because me- oh, you're expl- there's a mechanical distinction in Five E. That's why I'm like it only works for spell slots. What you do is you spend a number of points. Technically, the way it works is you spend a number of points and then you turn those points into a spell slot and then you burn the spell slot. That's, yes, that is the like beginning to end of it sounds like spell casting with extra steps it, it is, is the idea yeah. is you have more you have more f- uh like fluid options with with like how you do it because you're not locked into the normal ammo count of spell slots mm. but yeah it's really fun i would just recommend giving it a try and it's a good way to spice up spell casters if you're feeling like spell slots are getting kind of boring because i've played quite a few casters and very early on, I was like, this is this is getting kind of samey. I'm not really vibing with this. Like the subclasses and classes make it interesting. But at the end of the day, you're still using the basically the same mechanic. So, yeah, spell points, mana, whatever the hell you want to call it. Good way of making things interesting. I don't think it's that exciting. It's OK. I've cons- I'm considering going back to normal spell slots, though, to be honest. <laughs> 
Seriously? Oh, yeah, shit. It's yeah. not diff. It's not different enough. It like it changes. So on Sorcerer, it's more interesting because you, what you do because you can take your sorcery points and the spell points pool and smash them into one. So it's a little more interesting on Sorcerer because you do this thing where you're like, oh, I'm going to cast the spell and I'm going to use my heightened spell ability. So I'm going to dump like 10 spell points all in this big spell. So it's kind of fun in that regard. But for the most part, it doesn't feel that different than just using spell slots for me. And I've run into a couple of points along the way where because the game obviously because this is an optional rule there's a couple of points that i've looked at where i've been like oh how do i make this work for the spell point thing and none of them have been massive hurdles but there has been a couple of times where i'm like wait is this not going to work with the spell points do i need to reconfigure this like how do i you know do you have any so examples I, um so the sorcerer the aberrant mind sorcerer gets the ability Oh, what's it called? Psionic casting, I think is what it's called. Let me hold on. Let me pull it up real quick before I start. Uh, I was going to say, we also tangent way harder into next week's topics. Mm, Psionic sorcery. When you cast a spell of first level or higher from your psionic spell feature, you can cast it by expending a spell slot as normal or by spending a number of sorcery points equal to the spell's level. But the problem is because I'm using the my spell point and sorcery pool combined, there's no difference between those two things. So I initially had to look at it and be like, wait, can I just like not use this ability? I still can. It just I had to rewire it a little bit in my brain. Um, there was also the Pearl of Power. I had to like, again, it wasn't a huge deal, but I did have to think about, all right, all right how's the Pearl of Power going to give me spell points because it's designed for spell slots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it's fine. It's an interesting idea. Uh, it's a holdover from Sorcerer in the beta test because originally Sorcerers didn't have spell slots. They use spell points for everything. Uh, so that's where it came from. And it is kind of fun to use in Sorcerer, but I don't know if it's different enough that it like makes it feel like a new thing, really. So, yeah. That has nothing to do with pre-written adventures. Absolutely not, no. I was just waiting for you to finish. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we went down the rabbit hole on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. That being said, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, Luca can be Luca. Uh, if, you, if you really want to be Luca again, go for it whenever that campaign comes back. Because I, I do... Feel like I didn't do Strahd justice. I feel like it could have been better in a lot of ways. So, you know, right. I can't wait to play Meralt of Mivia. No, if we do redux it, it are you going to play Adrian? And are you going to, which character would you be playing, Josh? Um, if Matt played Adrian, I might play Valentay. If not, I probably would play Claw. Probably. Hmm. Are you still fucking up Matt's character's name? Uh, I'm doing it on purpose at this point. Okay, no, now I'm gaslighting. Okay, all right, I was gaslighting myself. Okay, all right. I was being the gaslight, you got me. (laughs) All right, so I don't know how many times I've talked about this, but I literally couldn't get Matt's character's name right, and it became a joke that we ran into a character with the name Adrian that I called him Adrian and I was like 
I'm going to make a joke about this. And he's going to be like, no, 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 you can keep the name. I will be called Aridin. That's character's oh actual God. name. <laughs> I think, Matt, you should rename the character to Eric. Eric? Oh, Just Eric. Jesus. No. Oh, Eric man, I can't Arifia. wait for you guys to meet the illustrious Stefan Buscemi again. The illustrious Stefan oh Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. My campaign went down some holes. Yeah. I, yeah. So the question is: Is are we just gonna be fucked for old bone grinder if we don't get another bag of holding? <laughs> Smile. Guess oh. was not getting a bag of holding this time. Hey, here, here's, a, here's a good little cross promo. If you want to hear the story of what happened to us in old bone grinder, if you go on our YouTube, I have a clip. It's called "The Legend of the Bagginning." Mm. Uh, all right, gonna have to play an artificer. Then. <laughs> go watch that. Mm. Bag of holding band item. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I can't believe you've done this. I mean, yeah. I would probably actually just make it that any magical items you brought over actually, like, they just lose their magic or something until a certain point. Oh, well. Perform a ritual or something. Oh, that would you be know. so sick. Wait, would, would that just fuck over artificers then? Absolutely. Don't play Damn. an artificer. Smile. Rude. Absolutely uh, nah, I mean, rude. There's no I mean, science in Barovia. We don't believe in that here. <laughs> we don't believe in science. Str Strahd is actually like the biggest boomer there ever was. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh my god. Alchemicals. In my Barovia? Get the fuck out of here. I just imagine him doing the fucking the the the, the Johnny Depp in uh in Dark Shadows, where it's like on the TV, rips the TV back off. Where are you, tiny songstress? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yep. Yeah. But, Can we try? No. Oh no, I can't stop thinking about Strahd having all of this modern day technology in his guy. He's Dracula from fucking Castlevania, but he doesn't yeah. understand any of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just like, like yeah, why did he have all the shit with down. the last guy who was leasing the castle? He uh, he had all of this stuff here. <laughs> his name was was Vad Bad Glad I uh, something like that. Tepes, something like that. Tepes, 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 or something. <laughs> oh dear lord! Oh god! Uh, this is this has gotten really cursed. But I, kind of, I mean, I mean, Strahd and Vlad Tepes are just like weird drinking buddies. No, all right, here's I've said this before. I don't think uh, I said this on podcast, but I preferred Sam's version of Strahd to any iteration of Strahd I think I've ever seen. Which is like, for anybody, like, yeah. So we, throughout the campaign, whenever we would run into Strahd, he was like this super imposing, he was just Dracula, right? Like he was just, he had the whole Dracula thing going. And then when we had done all the work and we had leveled all the way up and everything, we were ready. And my, I bought 37 vials of holy water to uh, start using like grenades. Rep y'all did was just ridiculous. <laughs> and then Worthless. we get to the castle and he look, he comes out and looks at us over the fucking ramparts. And he's like, all right, hey, come in. It's dinner time. And we're like, what? What? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it, uh, you, I'm hungry. Do you want a bite to eat? I'm, I'm. My butler's almost done cooking. Y'all want some McDonald's? Or? Yeah, he's like, y'all want some McDonald's? I've got some food. <laughs> so we go in, and he's trying to like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna level with you guys. So we can do this whole song or dance where I did do the whole dungeon and you guys got to come find me in the labyrinth. And I'm gonna be real. Most of you are gonna die 
and you might kill me, but you know that this is gonna just repeat and some other schlubs are gonna get pulled into this. So I have, here's a proposition. Help me commit sewer slide and <laughs> like, <laughs> what? This is a bit. Is it, are you lulling us to a false sense of security so you can drink our blood? And he's like, no, no, I am so fucking depressed that I'm tired of this bullshit. Let me die. <laughs> Just like, oh, oh, okay. And he's like, all right, cool. We're, we're are we best friends now? <laughs> like, do we work for Strahd now? Yeah. Are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? <laughs> we Strahd basically just became like this depressed, like, did you figure out a way to kill me yet? No, then fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That we I don't think we stopped laughing from the start to the end of that session. No. I the so like the worst part is is that when you when you read Strahd like now and you read into his personality and why he does everything he's literally like one of the most petty incels he's ever. a simp he's a mega giga not even no, he's simp. not even a simp he's an incel because yeah he's got he got mad that energy. his brother cut the poom that he wanted and that's why all of this started he literally became a vampire because his brother had the person he wanted to marry because <laughs> he walked his up wife. and said becky let me smash and becky <laughs> said, said i'm married you no know? <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> so like it's 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 real bad and it's like yeah god you know, it, it, it it having strahd become a more depressed and less vengeful and he actually regrets everything that he's done and just kind of wants to die because you know, everybody's trapped in this endless reincarnation cycle and he just sits there and watches his brother and well his his wannabe lover uh die over and over and over and over again and like every time he's like i want to kidnap her and make her mine and then she dies anyways like no matter what the result is and he just lives that forever so it's very yeah, I would become depressed. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm a Strahd level incel. I'm, I'm not even an incel. Oh, you know, <laughs> we should have asked. But, we should have asked Strahd in that last session. Like, why do you keep kidnapping her? What is the deal with that? That's kind of weird. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> I just yeah. would have. I Sam, what do you think your version of Strahd's response would have been? I gotta ask. I don't I, know how to talk to ladies. I show <laughs> my only way to talk to ladies is kidnapping. Mm, no, I feel like after a certain point, it would have just been like at first it was to have her close by because, you know, there's this obsessive quality to Strahd. And then over time, I feel like it would have just become desperation to just see her one more time. Mm and talk to her and like feel her presence even though it's not even the same person anymore just you know so and this is more of a, a grief thing so like when you lose someone a lot of the time people have regrets and they're like i wish i could have said this to them before they passed or i wish i could have talked to them more or this Strahd literally living for an eternity and watching the person reincarnate and seeing them look exactly the same every time but not being the same person, that would be torture. Yeah. 
be pretty bad. So wasn't that the price he paid for the powers from the dark powers was like, you have to like, you get to rule this land, be a cool vampire and all this nonsense. However, you're going to have to watch this eternally happen to you. Uh, the price was that he couldn't die. That being said, souls can be released from Barovia, albeit in weird ways. Like specifically, the soul of his brother will come and take the woman. I'm forgetting her name now. Tatiana. Yeah, there are two of them. Oh. Um, the woman specifically that is the reincarnation will take her and literally leave Barovia. Like they're gone. They're not there anymore. Her soul is no longer there. It is returned to where it should have been all this time. And like, you know, what's really, and I don't think I actually talked about this, but there are a lot of people in Barovia that are literally just creations of Strahd's. Like, yes, I did um, know that. Like, they're just his creation they don't have a soul they're not like a, they're not a person in the conventional sense they're like who, basically an automaton who are you buddy I'm a uh, Strahd's left toenail oh I mean uh, not not that not like that they had names but like they were literally like my name's born. Steve made from Strahd's left toenail yeah so like <laughs> Strahd itself has some very cool lore things that you can do a lot with and that's part of why I like pre-written adventures is that they give you this lore and the story that happens in, I mean, mostly the Forgotten Realms, but, you know, they could play, take place in other planes and in other universes, etc. And it lets you explore this. And if you, the DM, are really interested in it, you can go in it and you can be like, oh, how would this character become this way? Like, what would they do? with all of this because you get kind of a snippet of information and on the personality and the history of a character and like you can really go somewhere with it like oh no i forgot his name bismark thank you ismark i was like it starts with an i it's not ivan <laughs> bismark from the famed series final fantasy no ismark so like ismark <laughs> Is, is cognizant. He has a soul. He is completely aware of the atrocities that Strahd is committing. And it's like, how would he react to this? And I remember a very early interaction between him and Luca is him saying that they were like slaves. And Luca, having previously been a slave, didn't react very kindly to this. Because it's yeah. like... Because you're, you're both in this, you know, one is... Be like you're trapped forever, you're oppressed because all the monsters of the night are there, Strahd's doing nothing, people are dying left, right, and center. Meanwhile, and it, it's kind of like slavery away. And then Luca was a literal slave. So, like, there's these two different perspectives, and they clashed. And that's because I'm partially because I wanted that clash, but also I wanted the players to understand that the people here are not happy at all like sure they're the ones that don't have a soul they're not they're they're kind of lifeless in a way but like most of the people here are not happy and they never will be because this place is oppressive and it's horrible and you know you you can use this lore to do things 
you like you don't have to have every interaction be perfect you know that that's impossible but like pre-written adventures give you material that if you're really interested in it you can do a lot with it so you know that that that's that's kind of a tip i guess i don't really have a whole lot more on that because like pre-written adventures are interesting to run if you've never run a game before they're definitely helpful because you kind of get an understanding of what to do where how to build encounters how to build dungeons what makes things interesting so you know it's fun they're they're a very good jumping off point especially for new dms who you know like you want to run like oh i want to make my run my own campaign but i have literally the blank empty white sheet Gotta jump off these nuts. Got him. What? Oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> what? Someone kill this man. Someone get him. Okay. <laughs> Please. Okay. Get into Mount Fuji. Get in the catapult. Please. I mean, yep. the trebuchet. Yep. I don't know. It I just hadn't said it. I hadn't weapon. said anything, and Matt said jumping off, and I was like, well, I, uh, I got, uh, you know. But yeah, I think, honestly, just to, like, I guess, kind of ignore Josh and go back to what he <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. I'm a delight. <laughs> and then, uh, most pre-written adventures are like as even for like newer DMs, experienced DMs, they're very easy. Like they can be flexible and homebrewed enough to fit whatever you want as a dungeon master and to fit your players. So they are is like basically you know a really good jumping off point. Uh, the one thing that because I've asked a bunch of people who have played another pre-written adventures like before this episode one of the big things that a lot of them wish were in newer books and i think they started doing this recently is they wish that kind of like in 4e they want guidance for monster tactics like how do certain monsters work because like for a new dm you might not know you're like you're like oh what does a goblin do uh uh, uh, fuck what lord of the rings what they do they ate hobbits Ah, shit, man. I don't know what that... What, what does that mean? They ate... <laughs> so, like, it's back on the menu, boys. It's back on the menu, boys. Oh, so, God, like, it's not, it doesn't help you be like, all right, well, goblins, they're very dexterous, so they can, you know, you know sneak attack and all this jazz. Uh, uh, now I like, just no. have man flesh in my... Bro- man flesh. Man flesh. God, boss. God damn it. Oh, I'm like creaking the shit man. out of my chair, breath to have a field day with me. I feel nothing but pain. That's today. the only thing I think I would mm. ask of more pre-rented adventures yeah. would be, yeah, maybe some monster tactics just for I mean, newer players. I'll, I'll be honest, I feel like the monster tactics should just be in in the monster, monster stat blocks. Yeah. In yeah. like, 5.5e yeah. enhanced turbo. Hold on, hold on. I got you, man. I got you. 5.5e turbo remax alpha plus third strike edition. Mm, yeah, they'll man. probably be in that book. <laughs> the monster. So, okay, here's the question: Is it possible to RKO Josh into Fuji and then halfway around, due to him, what Ultraman does to that guy in the new series? just fucking puts him in the double suplex and then surfs him like a surfboard is that can what? We do- why are you what? being so mean to me right now <laughs> what? what i, I have not seen this clip what 
something what about did these I do? nuts. And just every time you do the fucking the 5.5e Redux Alpha Max plus uh, Unlimited Omega Edition. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> yeah, that one was different than the last one. I mean, yeah, it's no, different every, every single one of them has been different. It, yeah. it, that's just as bad as like Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, the ultimate. Ult what is it? The ultimate Ultimax Super Suplex, suplex Hold Edition. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Persona yeah. 4 that's, Arena, that is, the ultimate that is the Ultimax joke, yes. Super Suplex Edition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, that is where I'm getting the joke from. Correct. Yep. Oh my god, it's it's just every time you ever ever said it, my rage comes from every time Matt says 5.5, and you're like, no, Matt, again. <laughs> That's the best. How many times you gotta teach you this lesson, old man? Somebody out there on the internet, a brave hero out there on the internet, compile every time I've said it and put it to the I, new Street Fighter Six oh, main theme. I, that brave please. hero is our editor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care That's who correct. the brave hero Love is. You. Somebody. I don't get paid enough oh, at all for this. Anyway, like, I don't know. Pre-root adventure. Zariel's cool. Bald-headed chicken lady. She's kind of hot. Yeah, I with them chicken feet, though. Bald-headed chicken lady <laughs> on the back. She's hot. I'm so down for that. <laughs> I said kind of. Did you? Did you say kind of? I didn't hear yeah, kind of no. out of you. No. All I heard was she's kinda. hot. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard she's hot. Oh, he didn't even like, like follow it up with a literally. He just said hot. So like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. God damn you fire alarm. I'm so sorry, Brett. Uh, we we can't hear it, so you're probably. We right can't on. hear it, but remember, Discord doesn't uh, hear my uh, My mic definitely picked that up. I just saw it. <laughs> oh, anyway, no. uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a go somewhere else. Sam, continue. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, so like back on the the new the new DMs thing. I also think that pre-written adventures can be good for newer players, although I feel like. And this is this is where that extra work for the DM comes in. I feel like there should be a little bit of extra work that the DM does to make the campaign a little bit more accessible for the newer players, because yeah. otherwise you're going to run into a situation where both parties don't know what they're doing. You mean where shambling bounds one shot? I mean, that was hilarious. <laughs> Let's be real. I do, I do, I do feel like... I sat like, there and I was like, I knew this was going to happen and I'm glad that it did. <laughs> I do feel like pre-written's, a lot of them, with the exceptions of the ones that are specifically advertised as, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, intro, like Lost Mine of Fandelver. Yeah. Um, I do feel like a lot of the pre-written's are not designed with They're a new player in mind. Like, they expect you to have a certain amount players? of knowledge. Which is why I said, you know, it... They're 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 good if the DM does a little bit of extra work to make it more accessible because yeah, like you said, like there are some that are you know specifically it's, stated to be intros. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of them kind of assume there's certain things you know. Like it almost seems like they have a certain amount of meta knowledge written into them, which is you know maybe not the most new player friendly thing. But yeah, I don't know. I just, that, that's a thought I had. I have no follow-up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. Any, anybody else want to jump on the, the new players playing in the pre-written adventure uh, discussion? Um, throw, throw, throw an idea in that? No, I think I'm good on that one. Mm -hmm. Matt? What? Isaiah lied to you. Oh, yeah. No, I was just, I was just, I, cause I, I always feel bad, like leaving it in awkward silence. So I just prefer to respond and just say it. 
I know, but you said it in such a fashion, like there's some sort of baggage you didn't want to go into. No, it was, it was just more of like, I was trying to think like, do I have something? And like, I, I mean, if I do, I'll just think about it later and bring it up, but. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Uh, I mean, literally Lost Minds and what's that other one uh, that just came out? The other, the Wait, starter. You think, you think so what? Like they're that they're good for newer players. So there's the oh the essentials kit. That's the other thing I was thinking of. The dragons oh, of ice fire. Oh, dragon of ice fire peak. Yeah. yeah, I think those are two very good like starter adventures. And if anything too, they also like they come with pre-generated characters. So if you really want to like teach somebody the game, you could always just have them use a pre-gen, and then you know swap characters mm-hmm. or change it or do whatever. And, and hell, Wizards of the Coast they're they're coming out with another starter kit this year. So, you know, they want to keep teaching new people D&D to get into it. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that they are definitely good for players to kind of experiment with things because they're not worried about, like, ruining a DM's expectations because... And I'm going to... I I always bring up my Monday game. My Monday game has people who have only ever played Lost Minds of Fendelver or one of them has played more but it's been years and it was like 3rd edition or 3.5 uh, and it's very much so like they're still trying to feel things out but them having that experience with Lost Minds has definitely made it so that they're like alright so I'm more wondering what's going on with my class more than like the mechanics of the game or figuring out how to do things because they have this experience with Lost Minds and they're not worried about derailing things as much anymore. They still get worried about it because they're like, is it all right if we do this? And I'm like, I literally told you, I do not care. You can do whatever you want. The last time we played, Oh, sorry. Not the last time we played. The the second to last session that we had, they found a town that was like extremely poor, and they were like, I don't even remember how this started, but they were like, hey, they felt really bad about the the state of the town, and they were like, we want to give them money, but we don't want to just give it to them outright. So they held a contest, uh, and it was a dapping contest. That's <laughs> nice. As nice, you do. Nice. Yeah. So like, you know, I they're like, is this all right? I'm like, I mean, I don't really care. I don't think y'all are ever going to come back here. I don't think anybody's going to come here ever again. So like, you know, this town, like I'll, I'll write something down and have it influence something like, oh, there are more people traveling here. But like, you know, I'm like, do what you want. You know, I don't know why your character would know what a dab is, but I don't see a reason as to why they wouldn't know what a dab is because it might just be a cultural thing. Doesn't matter. Make up a reason. Tell me it later, <sighs> and I'll make it work. They saw it in a dream. Yeah, like it literally could be future. anything because it's just a silly made-up thing. And I feel like if they hadn't done Lost Minds of Fandelver, they just wouldn't have been comfortable playing at all. And like, sure, you can say that, you know, it, uh, a campaign can be that way for players. It doesn't need to be rewritten, but I definitely feel like newer players having a more structured environment than, hey, here's this homebrew campaign, kind of do whatever you want. I have a plot. I'll drag you into it eventually with a plot hook, whether or not you take the bite or I have to drag you there. 
uh, like you know a bad comedian in old cartoons with the the, the cane but you know yeah, we'll, we'll get there I feel like players definitely want more structure when they start so that's just how I feel about newer players running uh, well not running but playing in these campaigns I don't know about DMs 100% I feel like it's a good starting point but like you, know, you shouldn't base everything off of that I definitely think newer players prefer a tighter structure when they begin. That seems yeah. to be almost a universal thing. Yeah. It's because same. I guess. I don't know. I guess you just are like. I don't really know what that inclination is because, on one hand, you would think a new player who has no preconceived notions would just go fucking buck wild. But on the other hand, I guess if you don't know what your options are then you're hesitant to pick them i'm not really sure that's kind of a weird thing that i've noticed before it's a it's an interesting phenomenon because mm-hmm. i have i have run for new players a little bit not a ton I've, but a, ton, a little bit i've done a lot of running for new players yeah it's a ton it really is because it's, there's a lot of questions there's a lot of there's a lot of thinking about you know how do i even interact with these players because there are monsters that they look at and they go, I don't even know what that is. That's crazy. <laughs> what is it doing? Face biters. Gibbering mouther. <laughs> oh, no, just face biters. Honestly, <laughs> if you, okay, all right. This, this, and I look, I know I've talked about face biters before, and I love them. They're great. If you really want to fuck with new players, throw in a face spider. Just, <clears throat> just have it disappear in front of them, and they'll go, I don't know what's happening. Did it teleport? And you just look at them and you shrug. Sam, I feel you're a tad biased in this. I mean, there Just, are other creatures that you can <laughs> use, but f- so it a phase spider, and this is it has a mechanic that isn't just it hits you, right? Yeah, no, and I it isn't just poison, and it makes the players think a little bit more than you know. Oh, I just have to hit the thing really hard. And that's what I'm getting at. Like any creature that does something that is different like that will definitely help your players understand how to play the game a little bit more than just, well, I hit the thing. Shambling mounds for everybody. Scream. 100%. Scream. (laughs) I scream. Damn it, I lost it. Mm. We are just real scattered today. (laughs) I mean... This is, this is again, you know, this this does tie into pre-written yeah. adventures because it helps your players, if they're new, to understand how D and D works and how adventures are kind of structured and how the game is run. You know, without having this extra, un, like, need to understand how homebrew campaigns work, because you know, with a homebrew campaign, they're like, I don't even understand. Like, I've so I have an uncle that I talk to very frequently and every time he calls me, he just, he asks questions about D&D because he just doesn't really put two and two together that the story is told by the group of people. So having the, having to take that portion away and be like, hey, this is pre-written. I don't, I haven't written the story. I'm just acting out the parts that aren't you guys acting might help players understand how the role playing works because I've had people that have never role played before play in a game and I have done that 
extremely mm. confused on how it works. And like, it, it's okay to not understand how role playing is and then to come into a game. And I feel like sometimes just having that, like, I don't want to players that are new will come in and be like, I don't understand how this works. I don't want to screw up the campaign that this person's written for me. There's a whole lot that goes into that mentality. Some of it's subconscious, some of it's conscious. And I've had players literally be like, I don't, I don't want to screw up your campaign by me acting goofy. So like, if you, if you don't want me to do this, I won't do it. I'm like, no, go ahead. That's part of the fun role-playing your character the way that you want to role-play them you know don't be you know a dickhead about it but like just do what you want to do it makes it a more enjoyable experience for everyone if you do what you want to do and you do it within reason of course like don't start killing player characters because you're upset and your character is upset and they would do that Please don't do that. Please don't say that. That's what my character would do. That's what my character would do. The worst like, fucking saying in all of tabletop. <laughs> it's the worst part about it is that sometimes it's like it's not a bad thing to say, but at the same time, it's like God. I yeah. really wish people would just stop saying it. It's never brought up in a good context. It's always whenever no. you have a character who's about to do something. And it's just like something that's going to irk everybody. It's like, well, that's yep. what my character would do. And it's like, no, that's what that's what you, Jim. That's what you are doing to be an asshole to me. Mm -hmm. So stop yeah. it. I mean, the Nuremberg defense of tabletop. Yeah. I mean, I would rather someone before they do something, just look at the rest of the party and be like, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to do. than say, <laughs> It's what my character would do. You mean like when Isaiah nuclear fireballed his entire the entire room filled with the poisonous gas and almost killed everyone? Like that kind of maneuver? Hell yeah. And I'd do it again. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of context I'm leaving out of there, but yeah, I mean, you know. Uh yeah. It was valid in the moment. Yeah. It was valid. I don't uh, uh I don't chagrin you for it. You know what? I uh, as I, I I don't even think any of the other players in that in that game were even mad at me because I know they also really didn't want to fight that boss. So it was more of like yeah. a, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you did, but don't you ever do that shit again. And the answer mm -hmm. was uh, no promises, but I'm gonna try my damnedest. Yeah, I, I will attempt. Uh, Attempts were made. It, uh, we could also <laughs> claw attacking the hags of old bone grinder oh, being like, I'm I... sorry, but it's what my character <laughs> would do. And we're all looking you did, at you in, you did in say a that. weird mixture of disbelief, confusion, sadness. We just kind of sped ran the phases of grief. <laughs> all right. That one, I will admit that was just uh, that was bad call. Bad call. Uh, I will admit to this a little bit. Yeah. I will admit yeah. to the stupidity little, on that one. Little, 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 little bit. I mean, you know. Yeah. At least with Matt, he's like, I roll wisdom to see how stupid this reaction is. I, fuck, I'm gonna be real though. Would it, my character get mad at this, or would they realize <laughs> that it's a joke? Rolls wisdom. They are very, very mad because they are very, very dumb. Eridina angry. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, right? As as wacky woohoo as that action was, if you didn't attack those hags, we never would have got the bagging. So yeah. this is true. All things considered, turned out pretty well. <laughs> this is true. Can't argue yeah. with uh, can't argue with the numbers. Hard, cold numbers on paper stunks. 
Stonks. Stonks. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the bagging. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. No. Uh, pre-written adventures have given us some uh, wonderful memories. I will. I will say that. I don't think. I mean, well, I, even even that. Even say, you know, I probably would never have interacted with either you, Isaiah, or Matt if it weren't for Strahd. True. Also true. So. Yeah. No, that's just a D&D thing, but like, you know, also. Right. <laughs> I brought us all together like a gaggle of idiots. Oh, oh yeah. Like a gaggle of idiots. Have you listened to this podcast? <laughs> we are a gaggle. I brought us all together and formed a gaggle of idiots. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shape of a bucket of water. Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's doing the Wonder Twins thing. Oh, yeah, God, we can't be Wonder. What? Fuck. What is it when you're your four twins? What is that called? Uh, quadruplets. Quadruplets. Well, I wonder quadruplets. Now, now we that's... gotta come up with a new title. Quality Qu- quadruple. No, I, I don't like that one. Get the quality. <laughs> quadruple. <laughs> there's no quality to this button. That's for fucking sure. No, no, the quality is breath editing. Let's be real. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh, and it's God. always like two of them have really I, cool powers, and two of them have really stupid powers, like turning into water. So you you try to do the alliteration reminded me of quintessential quintuplets and how oh. mad I am at that fucking series. I, I know nothing about it. <laughs> oh dear lord! No, Listen, we can't. Okay. Can we not? We can't dive no, into no, no, anime no, no, right no, now. No, 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 no. Okay, look. You know how I'm mad about the Kalmastrat. From domestic girlfriend. Oh, no, don't, Brittany. No, uh, you did. You brought it up. I can't listen. We can go into that another time. So, However, which anime would be the best pre written adventure in your DD campaign? Bleach. Uh, wow. My man didn't even fucking hesitate. Uh, yeah, holy shit. I, Damn. I, even I mean, the specifically, specifically up to, you know, season three saving Rukia situation. Mm. Holy shit. That was mm. great. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to deny your 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 claim. Uh, I also yeah. feel Inuasha would be good. Yeah, that'd be a good one too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I have no answer to that question. I really don't know. There's too much. Vinland Saga. Mm, Ooh, haven't watched it. Vinland God Saga. damn. That's a good idea. I never finished that. This is not. Why are we talking about anime? Because I, I got because Matt said quality quint, uh, quadruplets, and I thought of quintessential quintuplets. Say, we, we, we hit the wrap uh, up ten minutes got, early. I, I got. I just got Tahu. Mm, a lot of stupid listen, in the stupid juice right now. Listen, I, I, if you haven't watched or read the show, uh, I'm sorry, but it's not great because. You're gonna be like, ah, yeah, this is best girl, and then you're gonna be disappointed immediately, because you can, as soon as you get to like the third arc, you know how the story is going, and then by the end, you're like, okay, I know, I know what's happening here, I know who wins the day, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> so how, how about them Yankees? No, no Yankees. It's all about the Mets, baby. It's all about the Mets, baby. All right, we're seriously doing right, well, Let's go get a home run, baby. Love the Mets. Let's go Mets. This it's went not from... about the money, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's not about the money, Spider-Man. <laughs> this went from pre-written adventures to I am I. It's not about my girlfriend, adventurers. <laughs> it's not about that, the other Spider-Man. That's just like Strahd's just kingpin. You just gotta like Strahd photoshop. Is kingpin. <laughs> oh my god. I don't. 
big square oh, block. I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down. Vampire fangs. Yes, yes, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> It's, just, it's a strong. It's not about Tatiana Spider Man. It's Sam, about depression, baby. Let's go with depression. Let's go. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Sam, please get us out of here. I don't think I can. I, I think this is. I, I think this is the end for all of us. We're, we've devolved. We're, we can no longer call ourselves a D and D podcast. Yeah, it's fine. Like it's, it's like, <laughs> straw tra- yeah. like Ismark, uh, you know. He tries. He's just a little guy, you know. He just Ismark. He's just a little guy. He just tries real hard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he tries real hard. Uh, what was the other uh, acronym? Table RPG. Please don't bring that yeah, shit yeah, we're, we're no longer a table RPG. We're just an RPG podcast. I don't uh, pain, pain, absolutely pain, pain in, in my peco. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Oh dear lord! I okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do we do we have any last, closing remarks? Yeah, yeah. on pre rends in general, I guess. Um, bookober, bookober, bookober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a whole, I got a whole lot of nothing. I don't think. Buns in the book. Josh, would you say that? Don't you say it? Fuck. <laughs> uh, sometimes, well, not always, mm-hmm, but sometimes. Yeah, pre-written you know, we, cool. Pre-written cool. <laughs> sometimes. I mean, some of them are. I, I yeah, look some at Storm of them King are, Thunder exactly. and go, you know, this would be metal as hell if it was actually, written better. Actually, you know what? You know what? There you or go. There's better. a thought. There's a thought I just had. If you're going to run a pre-written adventure, maybe just do a little research ahead of time, a little look at a couple of reviews and figure out which one's for you, because the... The back of the box text may sound really good, like, mm-hmm. uh, Mad Max in hell sounds dope. And then you realize there's not a lot of Mad Maxing in your hell. It's just a lot of hell in your hell. Or you have so, to you do know, a lot of Mad Maxing to make it Mad Max instead of yeah, the game so, you know, doing look it up for a lot you. Of, uh, look, look, look up some reviews. D- dive into it a little bit before you pick a pre-written. Don't just mm-hmm. don't just believe the uh, the synapsis synapsis the synopsis. Uh, actually, you know what? All right. I did actually have an on-topic thought that I just remembered. I'm mm-hmm. wondering what, what your mm-hmm. thoughts are to do this oh, real quickly. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Would okay. you prefer if pre-written adventures had a basic and advanced version? Absolutely. Oh, Depending God. on what you actually mean by that. Because, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Extrapolate. Because so, if, like, basic is something like, you know, Hey, this is just what it is. You know, we have the the encounters are designed this way, and then advances like the encounters are harder, the puzzles are more, you know, vague. Yeah. So, so here's here's the interesting thing. I guess the idea is that it would work the opposite to the way that the most people think of a basic and advanced. So, mm-hmm. like a basic adventure would be this is here, this does this, this goes like right. It's literally more. It's a little more board gamey. It's a little more what 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 we i guess what actually what we would want uh, a lot of the time right is just a little more rigidity but advanced would be like okay here is more of a template for your adventure implement it how you will right it's sort of built mm-hmm. in such a way that it's meant to be customized implemented along with other stories so you can have things like oh you know, if for in Matt's case, if you did Strixhaven first, this is how you could implement Dungeon of the Mad Mage into Strixhaven, right? And then it would give you all of the stuff that would go along with it. Like there'd be, be like a whole chapter for that. Uh, and it, it would have a lot more uh, stuff open to interpretation. 
So I guess it wouldn't be basic and advanced. It would be more like... Uh, uh, Complex and simple? Yeah, yeah. Or it would be... Mm. Uh, oh, God. What, what, what's the wording I'm trying to think of? Uh, I like I, I know what standalone or conjoined? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting idea. I don't know... Huh, like... I like the idea of having one version that's more direct and one version that's more open. I think that would be a fun idea. As far as the part where it's like bringing them into other adventures and stuff, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to do me a think on that a little bit more. They kind of already do that, honestly. Like in most they do a little adventures, bit, yeah. they'll have like a paragraph of like, "Hey, how to connect this campaign with this one." And but I think Isaiah is saying uh, that, but a little more, like a little more in depth, mm-hmm. like designed a little bit more rather than just like sort of a like, yeah, you could do this or that. Like, I think Isaiah is saying like tie them together more closely, mm-hmm. maybe pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it's a thought. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting idea, but I, I, I don't know. I'd have to. I guess this is kind of a non answer, but it's one of those things where it could be cool if done well, but also could be uh, super shit if done messy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No. Yeah, Matt. That's all. That's all. Did, I got you, for did you give? Did you give closing thoughts? I don't. I we did topic when um, brain go burr. I guess. Yeah, I guess to quickly answer Isaiah, uh, kind of also both both yes and no. I don't know. I feel like it might like complicate things a little bit and add too much to adventures already if there's two versions of stuff. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe it could work. I don't. I, I'd have to see it. That's the, that's my I biggest mean, thing. It wouldn't be hard to delineate, right? It'd just be the book cut in half. It'd be like, here's the one version, here's the other. So it wouldn't be like. I don't think it would add too much in terms of complication necessarily. You know. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um. And then yeah, I guess just final closing thoughts. Uh, yeah. If you're a new player or new DM, yeah, pre-runs adventures, whether it's you know, official Wizard of the Coast stuff. Look at Adventure League PDFs on the DMs Guild, honestly. Absolutely. A lot of them are literally just like one shot, four hour adventures. Get a little sample. If you like D&D, there you go. Uh, you could also look up non-official stuff and stuff from other companies like Cobalt Press or uh, Raging Swan or Sly Flourish. There's, there's literally endless, endless pre-rins out there you can find and use for your games and it definitely helps with prep and again the, the mat method of uh you know pulls out you know opens trench coats a million adventures but like crossed off the names you know Meryl of Mivia your players aren't gonna know they're, they're not gonna know that you didn't write Meryl this of Mivia. it's fine you sure about that bud yeah 100% <laughs> okay. you, you can tell them afterwards be like yeah this is yeah I found this adventure on the DMs guild or I did this you know whatever you heard it here, folks. Yeah. For, for, you heard it here first, folks. Matt endorses lying. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's one of the best skills a DM can learn. Learn to lie. I mean, I, I wouldn't say lie. I would say do improv. Both. Who's the Who's the one comedian who's like the, you know, like a liar? <laughs> John Mulaney. <laughs> oh. Is that John Mulaney? Okay, I didn't yeah. hear that <laughs> Yeah. Plus. Uh, okay. I mean, if does anybody else have any closing remarks, advice, tips, tricks, 
No. Yeah, no. I, I, if I did have one, it would be like it would it would just be if you're one of those homebrew purists, just give just give them a look, give them a once over. They might have some interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. Just take bits and yeah. pieces if you want them. Yeah. Like there's, it's I mean, impossible that's, that's, that it's all yeah. shit. Steal. It's impossible that it's all shit. I I mean, listen, the concept of Storm King's Thunder is great. Some of it's not. And let me specify. I don't think most of it is shit. I, I think most of it is pretty decent, but there are definitely some people out there where it's like, no, nah, pre-written's are shit. Impossible. It can't all be not good. Like, you, you, there's got to be something in that that you're like, oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for, for me, also, I think that pre-written adventures are just good ways to introduce yourself or get ideas or just experiment a little, even if you're the DM or mm-hmm. you're the players. You know, you know what is great to steal from pre-written adventures? Specialized mechanics. Mm. Yes, steal yeah, them too. fuckers out of pre-written's because Watsi puts those fuckers in there all the time. Specialized like mechanics for specific things. For example, you might want to not play Descent to Avernus, but you like might like the vehicle, the like uh, what are they called? The Hell Rider? No, the uh, uh-huh. Infernal yeah. Engines. Infernal yeah. Engines. <laughs> you might like those stat blocks. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, or or the specific backgrounds. And Josh, I literally oh, yeah. cannot believe you said Watsi. Most people just say wizards, but okay. All right, Isaiah got on my ass. Some say that. Because yeah, apparently people that. are just starting to say Watsi more. And I. It's not that fuck. weird. I, I've heard my both. brain just turned yeah. off because I heard Watsi. I'm like, I don't think it's weird. Who? Is that a person's I, name? Wizards of the <laughs> Coast. Yeah, no, I get it. However. <laughs> As a person who's been playing Magic and D&D for like over a decade, that's just, I, I don't know. I don't know about Magic, but I feel like D&D community-wise, a lot of people I, have been saying Watsi quite a lot. Weird. Strange. Oh. Seem, right? It seems like a, a very a very new thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm not oh. part of the D&D communities very often because, I mean, I just don't, I don't partake in a lot of communities in general. I usually pick and choose because... Some of them are very toxic. And then there's like the different places that the communities are, and they're like completely different realms. Very strange. Yeah. Oh, wait. Getting- I, side, real quick, one last thing. Side, uh, if you're running official Dungeons and Dragons modules, look up their subreddits. So much helpful information out there. <laughs> True. Yeah, honestly, because there's a lot of times where they're like, hey, this encounter doesn't really work the way that it's designed. Here's a different way you can do yeah. it. There's a subreddit there's, for like every fucking module. Yeah, it, it helps. It genuinely does because like there are times where the, the, the module does not make any sense or it needs tweaking because Wizards designed it in a way and now the game has changed so much with the new subclasses and classes that it's like, how do I even... How do I even deal with this? How doth do? Yeah. That being said, uh, this has been the Sessions Cancelled podcast. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Sessions Cancelled. Remember, there's no E at the end because Twitter hates us. The second E in Cancel got booted. Yup, it's gone. Yeah, can't put it in. The what? The what? Yeah. 
Thank you for follow, uh, and follow us on the U of the tubes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe. Maybe, maybe click on that little bell. Maybe a like ding button. Dong. I don't know if you if you really if you really like us. That <laughs> ding dong. And if you're listening on YouTube, you know, what's your favorite module? Yeah. Let yeah. us know. Let us know. And tell or me, don't. I don't fucking care. I'm not your mom. Tell me how I, hilarious Mystic is. <laughs> talk about Mystic at a completely different time. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.